Hey everyone, welcome to Delegami, the people's conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. If you are new here and we have not yet had the privilege of meeting you, my name is Travis Gold and I'm the lead pastor for the People's Church located in downtown Los Angeles. And my name is Kyra Gold. We are married and have an incredible son named Axel. Hard eye emojis to you both. <laughs> we love you. On today's episode of Delegami, we're kicking off day four of our daily Advent meditation series as we learn to treasure Christ more deeply this Christmas season together, gathering around the fire of his word, empowered by his Holy Spirit, making our King's glorious arrival visible in our homes and our churches to our children, family, friends, and our congregations. Let's go, God, gathering around the fire of his word. Let's go. Each day, Monday through Friday of this Advent season, we will be taking you through an Advent meditation. We pray that these episodes would serve as a resource to help you make space in your days and the lead up to Christmas to prepare your heart for the all-provoking reason we celebrate it. We pray that this time would help strengthen the joy, the purpose, and the fullness of Christmas. Amen. If you have missed any episodes up until this point, we strongly encourage you to go back and to listen to them from the introductory episode until now. The episodes, while they can stand alone, definitely build on each other and set the tone for the rest of the series. That is partly why we aren't doing weekend episodes, so you have space to catch up if needed. Exactly. Uh, We are alternating daily. In case you haven't been keeping up, we are alternating daily who is sharing the meditation for each day. I shared yesterday, which was day three, uh, which means, Trav, you are up. But before we get there, uh, just a friendly reminder to all of you to make sure that you stay tuned through the end of each episode as we'll be ending each day with questions for reflection. Now, with all of that being said, let's jump right into day four. Trav, take it away. Today's meditation is called Testifying to the Greatest Gift. So day four, Testifying to the Greatest Gift, we will be reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 67 through 80. Woohoo, let's go. Starting in verse 67, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Verse 72, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. Verse 76, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Verse 80, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. Before we jump in, it's, a, it's important to note that in Luke chapter 1, verse 18 through 20, we see Zechariah was sentenced with silence because he questioned and did not believe 
the word of God. Right. Verse 20 says, And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Mm. But now the appointed time has come, and his silence is broke with the confirmation of John's name, and now he is singing a song of prophetic praise. The verses of his song that I want to highlight for today is verses 76 through 79, and I'll reread it right now. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Come on. These are very specific prophetic words for Zechariah's son, who was John the Baptist. And although we are not literally sent ahead of Christ to prepare the way for him like John the Baptist was, the essence of his knowledge sharing about salvation is the same for our testifying today. That's good. We are to give our people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins. And what I mean by our people, I mean what 2 Corinthians 10.13 says, the sphere of service God himself has assigned to us. So each of us has been assigned a sphere of gospel service entrusted to our care, to cultivate and to steward for his glory. We are to make disciples and preach the gospel, the good news of salvation through the forgiveness of sins because of the tender mercy of our God. Amen. This is what we testify about. Jesus and the salvation made available to us by his bloodshed. Peter says this in Acts chapter 4 verse 12. He says to the Sanhedrin, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Amen. So if we know this good news to be true, why are we sometimes apprehensive in sharing the good news with our sphere of service that God has assigned to us? Kyra and I actually had a conversation about this a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and uh, prayerfully believe that there are three common stumbling blocks that curb one's enthusiasm and urgency with the gospel. Yeah. So number one, we don't think people are actually perishing we read in john three sixteen that for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life and when i was younger i had no idea what perish meant to me it didn't sound like too terrible of a word but to perish means to be utterly destroyed and completely cut off so those who are not in christ are destroyed by god's righteous wrath and cut off from his divine presence. Oof. And if we don't think this is true or we choose to be naive or ignorant to this fact that people are perishing all around us, then we won't urgently proclaim the gospel or make disciples. Right. Even though that's our mission. And while God is sovereign, his sovereignty does not absolve us of responsibility. He is sovereign over all things, but also calls us to go out and make disciples, teaching them to obey 
everything that he has commanded, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 5.16, we read, Let your light shine before others, Mm. that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. And we also read verses in the Bible like in Romans 10, verse 17, that faith comes from hearing the message. The message is heard through the word about Christ. So we see that sharing the gospel entails both our action in obedience to him and our words with our declarations of him. Come on. We are to give actual testimony with our words about his life, his death, and his resurrection. And we are also to live like we belong to him. Come on. Our lives should be living examples that testify to his life, his love, and his sovereign lordship. Come on. That's really, really good. So number one, we don't think that people are perishing apart from Christ. And number two, very directly, is that we're too focused on ourselves to be inconvenienced by the gospel. Mm. Kyra has beautifully taglined this gospel mantra for our home that has also bled into the church where she says, and we say, my life for yours. And that is the essence of the gospel, my life for yours. Jesus came and gave his life for yours. 1 John 3.16 says this, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Come on. This is a high call and high cost to being inconvenienced by my life for yours. Our salvation costs Jesus his life. Amen. And he invites us to give up ours to proclaim his praises as his royal priesthood. Amen. So again, number one, we don't think people are perishing apart from Christ. Number two, we're too focused on ourselves to be inconvenienced by the gospel. And number three is generally fear. Maybe it's fear of being persecuted for your faith or fear of not being liked, or maybe it's just fear of not knowing enough. Mm. To which I would share this encouragement from Scripture. First is that we are promised persecution and suffering in this life. Paul and Barnabas say in Acts 14, verse 22, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And Jesus himself says in John 16, 33, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Amen. And to the point of feeling like you don't know enough, Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1-5. through 5. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Come on. I came to you in weakness with Mm. great fear and trembling. Mm. My message and my preaching were not with wise or persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Let's go. So good. So be encouraged, brothers and sisters, that it is not about you, and it's not on you. We are simply vessels and instruments who offer ourselves to the hands of our Almighty Maker. Amen? Amen. And now, some questions for reflection. Question number one. 
What is God revealing to you about himself and his character in the passages shared in today's episode? Question number two. How has God brought encouragement to you through these passages? How has he brought challenge through the verses that we shared? What specifically is he confronting? Question number three. Do you have any hesitations in sharing the gospel? Ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart, revealing ways that any of the stumbling blocks we shared are relevant to your context. Question number four. We read in verse 79 that salvation in Christ guides our feet into the path of peace. In what ways does this challenge you to receive his peace in this season and carry it with you as you step into a new year? Let me pray over you. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for you. Thank you that you have offered and given salvation of yourself to us that we may receive forgiveness and receive eternal life in you. Lord, let us receive the peace that comes from salvation in you. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for making a way for us to be indwelt by your spirit, enabling us to testify to the truth of who you are and what you came here to do. Amen. Would your name be hallowed and your will be done. And to you be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, that's going to be it for now. Thank you so much for listening. We're greatly humbled that you're here with us. Be sure to check back in every day, Monday through Friday, each week to join us for daily Advent meditations this Advent season running from November 29th through December 24th as we learn to receive more fully the gift of Jesus Christ. And as always, remember to what? Love God, love His church, and faithfully build your foundation on Him. In Christ with prayers and love, Dialegami, the people's conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. Peace. See you next time.